A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I can't see you. <laughs> anyway, I have a special guest on tonight, and we are actually recording this show Saturday night, and I am in Rollins, Wyoming, <laughs> in a hotel room that's kind of chilly right now, so I have my sweatshirt on. But uh, Bobby is in his house in his former reloading room that is now the studio. <laughs> Woohoo! So <laughs> and it's just as cold in here. <laughs> funny <laughs> so this is my cousin bobby brown he is a paranormal investigator as well as other things but that's i'm sure we'll talk a lot about that tonight and about a little bit about how we grew up together and and um whew, all the good things right because we have there's, good stories. there's a lot of good there's a lot of good stuff you're gonna want to stick around for this one because yeah um, you know just uh Man, Marcia is always exciting, and uh, you know, I know, I know she's. I've learned some things about her, you know, um, about her podcast and the uh, as an author, and it's just amazing, you know, to put a book out there. That's a scary deal. If you haven't done it, you should try it. I mean, it's it's like it's more than dipping your toe in the water. That sucker's scary. So, um, yeah. you know, congratulations on that. And your podcast, and you know, I thank everybody who's listening for supporting you. And I love you. So let's, you know, let's have a have a show. <laughs> yes. And so I want you to first tell. Well, okay. 
Bobby has his own podcast, which is how, and he asked my sister to be on it. And I learned more about my sister and Bobby watching <laughs> that podcast. So <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. And he has his own book out, The Paranormal Hammer. And I have read that and I loved it. So <laughs> good. good. And um, yes, it is daunting to put a book out there and put, to put a lot of your life into that book. You know, fiction is one thing, but when you put your own life into it, it's a little bit different and it's a, it's scary. And, well, you know, but when you put even fiction, because those are your words and, yeah, you know, yeah. It, it it's, it's your soul. You got, when you do a book, it's, it's everything you got. And it doesn't matter whether it's a characters you developed in your mind or things you've researched, you know, and you know, once you put it out there, it's open for, it's open season. That's what it is. So, <laughs> Yes, yes. And I want to thank you because I had not th thought of having any of my family on the show, which was <laughs> so odd, I guess. But I'm just so used to doing my own thing and being the weird one in the family that... <laughs> That's probably why we get along so well. Oh, <laughs> Marsha, I'm I'm excited to be here. This is this is Thank awesome. Thank you. You know, and and for everything that you got going on, I know you travel around the country. You got friends from coast to coast. So for you to give me an hour, this is awesome. I really appreciate it. And you know, oh, that's I'll great. give you more than an hour, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> so, um, so tell me about or tell everybody about your website and what you do. We want to know the things. The thing. Okay, so I started Dweller in the Cellar uh, Paranormal Investigation uh, back in 2013. And uh, like every other paranormal investigator, I just wanted to go out there and see what I could find, you know, see what I could record, uh, capture evidence. And I had no idea what the hell I was doing, but, you know, <laughs> there we go. And... It really, uh, it just, it, the things that you see, um, I had that evidence for a long time and I never knew what to do with it, you know, and, and you listen to TV shows and you listen to other paranormal accounts and really there just isn't, uh, it, it's, it's hard to explain, uh, wh what it is. And, it was actually in the process of writing the book um, because it, when I got with my agent, uh, you know, Keith Carroll, he, he did a great job. He, he looked at the book and he said, man, you got, you got a lot of information here. And, mm -hmm. uh, but he said, you know, you got, and he talked about bringing the words to life and, you know, you've got the, the facts, which are the bones. And then you've got to put flesh on the bone and then you got to breathe life into it. And what I discovered was that the only thing that breathes life into words is life. And so the experiences that I put in the book really transformed it. And so the, but it also changed how I looked at the evidence. Um, because I had come just strictly from arguing a biblical perspective and saying, okay, well, this is what the Bible says. Well, you know, not everybody believes the Bible and you can't do that. You know, it, it doesn't carry any weight. So taking those 
experiences that I had and then seeing really um, the big five in that it was, it transformed the book. And so it was actually readable, you know, I mean, (laughs) but the website, um, you know, I put it up there. So if there's some glitches, you know, that's, you know, that's on me, but, uh, but I try to put up the evidence that I find um, and the parent dweller in the cellar paranormal is really, I don't do commercial investigations anymore. I just, you know, I'm there. If somebody has a problem, call me, you know, and I've talked to you about, I, I contacted you during one of them. Uh, right. Things that I found. And, you know, it, it's just, I think it's a fascinating subject. Um, but it's also one of those things that affects people greatly. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It can make your your home entirely unlivable for people, you know. Yeah. But if so, I want to know, is there. Um, was there a time in your life that you had one of these experiences that, that spurred this on? The paranormal investigating? Yeah. Yeah. I got invited to a haunted house. (gasps) (laughs) Okay. I want to know this story. (laughs) All right. So I was working up North and Sarah says, Hey, uh, Shauna wants to know if you want to go to a haunted house and friends of ours from years ago. And, I'm like, oh, shit, I don't know, you know, so, okay, let's go. And uh, got in there, and it's, you know, it was an abandoned farmhouse. And so, it, it, I mean, there's rubble inside, uh, hardly a window in it. And we heard the backstory. There was actually a family that lived there, and three children and, and the mother had died. They ate uh, botulized corn. And the, so we, we weren't sure if the, if it was haunted, but the people would see lights on in there and stuff. And so we went in there and she put a ring on a necklace and she would ask questions and it would go one way, you know, and then all of a sudden it would just stop and go the other way. And I was like, well, you know, there's really something to this. There's something, that, there's something to it. And so that kind of, that really got me down the road. Um, but I did not know as I, as I went through this, I didn't know that when I was a kid that I had a paranormal experience, you know, and (laughs) I, yeah. And that one was, that one was spooky. And I told you about these when, when we were growing up, uh, I think. Oh, probably. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, well, but I haven't told your listeners for sure, but, um, but I've told right, you, but, because but, Marsha was you know, the only one I felt like I could confide in. I could trust Marsha with anything. And that was, oh, yeah. that's been the amazing thing in our relationship since we've started. And uh, it's just, it's like Marsha right. and I have been just been knit together, our souls in, I love <laughs> her, you know, so this is great. Um, but t- to tell you about my first experience, it was... Well, the medical field calls it sleep paralysis. Eh, ain't real sure I agree with that because I was there. Right. But I was nine or 10, somewhere in that age. I was living downstairs. My room was downstairs. And I don't know what woke me up, but when I woke up, there was, uh, I called it the devil. It was, it was just this hideous thing. And it was just floating inches above my face. 
And I tried to scream for mom and dad and nothing would come out. You know, I, I, I was just, I was just there, you know, I didn't try to move. I don't think, but, but I tried to scream and, and it was one of those where you just can't scream. And the thing said, if you scream, I'll take your soul. Oh, and so I, I kind of laid there and the thing kept looking at me. I mean, he would look at me right in the face and he do oh. that. Yeah. And then he'd back off and then he'd kind of, kind of look down and then do that. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't scream. So, you know, I did the only thing I could think of and I started to laugh and I started to, I started to laugh. And when I did that, he, he, it did, it did this. It went, and it just cocked its head like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> you know, I'm supposed to be scary. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I, I wasn't laughing for real, but I was, I was forcing it for all I had, you know, and, and I just watched it and it just drifted off into the, into the upper corner of the room and never came back. And I did not know that that oh. was a paranormal experience. And, you know, and I wrote in a book, I said, well, I never told anybody, I didn't tell mom and dad. Well, mom never read the book. She said, I got to the first paragraph and I stopped because that didn't happen. And I said, well, oh. I said, I didn't think I told you about it. She said, yeah, you told me. I said, well, what makes you say it didn't happen? Well, because it didn't happen to anybody else. And I mm. said, well, how do you know? Well, we asked them. And one of the things that we find in the paranormal consistently is that it picks on one person and right. causes resentment because nobody believes that person and it and it'll focus on one person continually. So it just it lines up perfectly with everything that we see in the paranormal. So and I will tell y'all that um Bobby grew up in an old farmhouse with a basement and I was perfectly comfortable in his sister's room next door, but I was never comfortable in his room. Really? And so we didn't spend a whole lot of time in there. We like, I'd go in there once in a while, but we spent most of the time either in the main room of the basement or Billy's room. I figured it just smelled bad. No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's another story <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> maybe we shouldn't tell that one but we <laughs> okay you tell it go ahead i'm now game. we have to right yeah <laughs> so um well you're gonna have to help me with this but i know i do know this i i I assume that y'all knew where we're coming and that's why the house got all rearranged and cleaned and whatever. And then things got a little confused for Bobby at night. Oh my goodness. Yeah. (laughs) No. uh, Yeah, this was Billy. I hope you're watching. I'm putting this out there. (laughs) We'll send her the link. And so, then she can come on next time. <laughs> <laughs> we actually uh, just, we had to clean our room. Billy and I stayed in the same room. And, uh, okay, 
it's out there. I stayed in a crib till I was bit too big to fit in there anymore, just because we didn't, you know, right. buy another bed, I guess, you know. Yeah, so anyway, yeah. <laughs> I was comfortable in it. I don't care, you know. And uh, so we moved the room around. Well, being a young man, barely able to reach the light switch, I never turned the light on. I just, I knew it was straightforward, you know, certain amount of paces, hang a left, hang a right, and you go pee. And uh, <laughs> sounds good. So we moved the room around. So that night, you know, and I still do it. I still wait until it's the last second, you know, but <laughs> off I go and don't bother turning the light on. I go ahead and my paces, hang a left, hang a right. And there I go in my, uh, we hear this blood curling scream and lights <laughs> come on. And uh, yeah, I had peed right on my sister's head. And <laughs> Oh my God. We have so many adventures. Like this. <laughs> that's the only one like that. <laughs> but that's, it, it wasn't on purpose, but I do treasure that moment. <laughs> <laughs> But Billy can do the best, very best movie scream ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she did that night anyway. <laughs> Bobby, how oh, gross can you get? <laughs> that was a good... We well, I know. It was, it, it was a better time for me than it was for her, I'm sure. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I was fine, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> we well, you know, but going back to the to the downstairs, I, that's interesting that you didn't feel comfortable in that room. Did that? What, how long did that go on? You know, I don't know because I don't remember. I yeah, I can't pinpoint times, but I can tell you that the last few times I was in there, I didn't have a problem with it. So, um, but I don't remember. I also don't remember when that was. Hmm. My, um, there was a bunch of uproar in my life about the time that yeah. that you all got all moved out of that house. So, um, I'll tell the listeners that um, when I was fourteen, my mom died. And then when we, uh, and then five months later, my dad got remarried and my stepmother did not like me. And, um, <laughs> I guess asked every member of our family or every family, um, uh, in Eastern Montana that we went to visit on one of our trips, if they would take me in. So, and I do remember that that was still at that house in Kinsey. So, um, wait a minute, mom and dad didn't want you. <laughs> oh no, they might've, but <laughs> Dude, I, but I wish you, I wish you would have come stayed with us. Oh yeah. We could have had a ball, right? Oh, my I don't goodness. know what we would have done. <laughs> probably both be dead by now. <laughs> could have been. Yeah. <laughs> no, that wasn't the case. Your dad told me that, that they definitely would have taken me in but they couldn't understand why she was saying that, you know, Yeah. you know, so, um, and that was about the same for everybody. We went and visited and we didn't know that until the next year after they had asked Donna if she would take me in and actually did throw me out. So, so, um, that's tough. 
it, it caused some, some fog in the memories, I would say, because yeah. I spent, I think I spent a lot of time um, escaping, you know, <laughs> there's, some, there's some trauma there. I mean, I don't care who you are. You know, yeah. That's, yeah. That's a yeah. hard thing, Marsha. That's a hard thing. And, you know, I love you. I do. I just, thank you. It's, I a, love hard, you. it's a hard thing. So, and, but I always knew that I had family that cared about me, you know? So it wasn't, um, uh, you know, I do know that some of my family has different ideas than I do, but I've been very outspoken about my belief systems and I still believe in God and I still believe in the almighty. I just have a little bit different way of worshiping than most other people do. So, so, um, some of the family has been a little interesting for me to be around, but, um, um, <laughs> we've decided that we can, we can just go about our way, I think. And I don't think anybody thinks I'm going to hell anymore. So <laughs> I don't know, maybe they do, but. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this, uh, of all the people in our family, I've got like mom and dad and my siblings in the phone. And until this summer, you're the only extended family, other family that has ever been in my phone. Oh, you know, well, that's... I made that a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, because we... it was it was one of those things that, you know, because of the connection and the relationship that we've had, it never I never wanted to, you know, not be there if you needed me. And I knew that if I ever had something to talk about, you know, I knew where I could go. So. Good. And thank you for rescuing me from walking all the way from Miles City to Baker. <laughs> Holy too. crap. Was your car a long way out? <laughs> I can't believe you. Oh my gosh. You know, so Marcia calls me and she's pissed and she had been, uh, well, let's just say they left her car out there in the middle of the highway. Somewhere, oh, I got a ticket somewhere. and I got hauled to yeah. jail. <laughs> okay. Well, when she got out, uh, she was not happy. And so she gives me a call and I'm like, yeah. And she's like, well, I'm walking. I'm like, what the heck? Okay. I'm on my way. And I figured, well, she's going to be hungry and thirsty. Well, I didn't have no bottled water. So I grab a beer and a sandwich and I freaking head out the door, you know? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and it was, uh, you know, I, I think there were some people that had picked you up. Yeah, 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 and they so. had taken me. At, um, well, I had made it though seven miles out, but I was oh my pissed. Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, a sheriff stop and ask me if I was okay, <laughs> and I was like, If I wasn't okay, why didn't you just give me a ride from the jail? <laughs> <laughs> so I sent him oh, on his memories. Way. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! You know what I was? You know, you know what I was thinking though. about coming mm. up to this? Okay, you remember when you and me were hunting 
and we were in dad's old 65 Dodge power wagon and we were looking up on the hill. You remember that? Yeah. You're yeah, laughing because you do. Oh my goodness. So <laughs> dad had this seafoam green and white 65 Dodge power wagon. And I don't, I think he saved money because there were no shocks on it, but <laughs> So in the the hood latch didn't work, so it was held shut with a couple of bungee cords or tarp straps, and so we we're creeping in through this pasture and we're looking up on the hill and we're like, are those bighorns or are those mule deer? And we got the rifles are sitting down on the on the bench, pointed down uh, on on the floor there, and there were two deep buffalo cuts there that. Uh, we just crept right up on. And so I had the old pickup and granny one and we hit that first one, which was about a foot deep. And so it slammed me forward. Well, when it slammed me forward, my foot slammed down on the accelerator and we lurched back. Well, then we hit the second one and the rodeo started. And by the time it was said and done, there was dust everywhere. The rifles, I think the rifles were on the floor. Marcia was up on the dash. The hood was up and the batteries hanging from the cables. We're like, what the hell was that? God, yes. Yeah. I hit the top with my head and then he hit the gear shift with my hip. And I think I landed on top of you and the rifles flipped upside down. I don't think either one of them shot straight after that. So. <laughs> oh, it was crazy. crazy. Yeah. Man, oh, I have a big question for you that you don't know I'm going to ask you. So I hope you aren't offended by this. But when we used to go hunting all the time, and, and this is how I know that you are empathic. And that I, so I beg to differ about what you said on your show. I think you said that you didn't, um, maybe you didn't empathize with people or something or something. Oh, I, I don't remember. Lack of, I had no compassion. Oh, compassion. No, yeah. Okay. But I think you did. <laughs> well, for me, you always did. So thank you. But um, yeah, when we would go out hunting, Bobby would shoot round after round after round. And I was like, are you going to hit that yet? <laughs> they they called me Blam Blam. We did that. <laughs> I think Donna started that. I, I'm sure she did. <laughs> because we, you know, we'd go out, Donna and I, well, our mom was a really good shot. And we you guys talked about that before, but Donna and I would go out and shoot a couple of rounds. I mean, we're lucky if we go through a whole magazine full of bullets when we go oh my hunting. Goodness. You guys are starting to sound like my wife. <laughs> <laughs> you only need one. <laughs> For what? <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but I think that you didn't actually want to go kill a whole lot of stuff. Well, you That's were wrong. My theory. You were wrong. I was just a bad shot. <laughs> So how did the Marines end up putting you training people on how to shoot? Well, because I'm a lot better teacher than I was a shooter. So oh. <laughs> you didn't, but I tell you what, uh, I did, I did actually, 
because it was same same style of site. It was open site or the the peep sites that we used. And actually, I work with a guy who's in the National Guard. I'm like, yeah, I was in when we used open sites. He's like, holy crap, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I said, yeah, we were pretty good with them too, you know. Um, But it just. Dad never told me, well, you're supposed to focus on a front sight tip. Had I known that, I would have probably hit something. But, you know, oh. he left that little piece of knowledge out the whole time. <laughs> so, oh, my you know, goodness. So, yeah, I spent a lot of money on shells and uh, cleaning patches. <laughs> so, uh-huh. That's why. So the room that he's in right now was dedicated to <laughs> reloading <laughs> shells. <laughs> and now I don't need them. Because I learned how to shoot, so <laughs> I see. Okay. I I okay. haven't I have not loaded a shell in since we moved out here. And, wow. And so I got the room set up. I got my bench all set up. It's perfect height and everything. And uh, it's actually got three lights there. I dimmed one so my head wouldn't shine so bad. And uh, <laughs> and I didn't have that problem back in the day. But uh, no, you didn't. <laughs> but the uh, it, it just I don't I don't shoot anymore. I I just don't. And, you know, this year I went salmon fishing instead of hunting because, you know, it just, I don't, I got my big bull a couple of years ago and, you know, after, yeah, and that was a lifetime getting, that was, that was the bull I wanted. And since I was knee high and so to get him and then the, that's, that's next spring, I had to put Cheyenne down. And after that, I didn't care if I ever killed another thing, you know, and it just um so it it it's it's okay i had a great run and but my favorite memories as a kid absolutely was when we were with you guys and whenever we went anywhere and there was a possibility to the family we would say is marcia coming <laughs> <laughs> well and you got to know that we're all about the same age too his yeah. sister and me and and him are all about the same age. Yeah, you don't got to mention my sister. You know? and that's okay. I mean, you give her an honorable mention if you want to. Because <laughs> <laughs> I do. Okay. Uh, I, I have figured out your bonus question for the podcast. So I oh. it, it is something that I've wanted to know since we were young. And I'm going to ask it. And I want the truth. So okay. <laughs> so you listeners, if you want to hear it, you better stay tuned. <laughs> so, yes. If we, we need to tell them the name of your podcast and about all that too. So why don't you do that? No, okay. It's called The Mile. And it's on Spotify and Google Podcast. And the mile is 20 questions each each a uh, person gets the same 20 questions and these questions require a lot of reflection and consideration and they are they really cover some of the most pivotal points in in our life and the the response that I've had from the people who have come on has been absolutely amazing they have they have loved it and I love doing it. I love doing the show. I never know what I'm going to experience in that person, you know, and that's, that's the thing about a person is you just, you can't describe a person. You got to experience a person. They're just magnificent. And, right. and the depth of them and what they've been through their life. Oh my goodness. And so that's what the mile is. And, 
it's it's incredible. I love it. I absolutely I am so thankful for it and the people that come on it. So <laughs> good. Well, I loved it too. And and I was listening to a little bit with Sakara, my daughter, and and I said, doesn't he have a great voice for podcasting? <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. She said, Yeah, he does. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, huh, I didn't even think about that, which usually, I mean, if you if we weren't so close, I would have noticed that. But we have been so close for our entire lives that it's like, oh. <laughs> well, you and, do and I do. Voice. Well, thank you. That's very nice. And I do have a face for radio, so it works <laughs> out. <laughs> oh my goodness! So. <laughs> I, used to, I used to say that too, but really, I, I, um, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and when I've taken a few classes on doing live shows and how to build your YouTube channel and all of this other stuff, you know, um, they always say you need to get somebody to teach you how to do your makeup the right way. And, and you need to get it on and have everything perfect. And I'm like, I'm in a hotel room, <laughs> just pulled the braid out of my hair because my hair was sticking out sideways. <laughs> there is no makeup. <laughs> You get me, and it, <laughs> so. And but that's, I love it. I, mind, that's great. What's Go that? ahead. Go, I said I love it. That's great. You know, just <laughs> don't hide behind well, nothing. That's, that's how I've been for a lot of my life too. There were times that I tried to, I tried to shrink back and become um, what other people wanted me to be, but unfortunately for me, then things shoot out sideways and really become weird. So, <laughs> Well, I, I, I'll tell you this, and this is something that I had forgotten for a long time. And that was, you know, makeup, no makeup. You have a wonderful voice singing. And, uh, you know, oh. I remember you singing when, when you were younger and I thought, my goodness, you know, and, so when you sent me that link for your for your podcast, I just I was like, wow, I forgot just how beautiful your voice is. So oh, thank that's you. Great. So I suppose I'd do some of that. I'm not doing any readings tonight because we're we're doing some chatting instead. But no. um, I, I didn't understand a word you said, but I did. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, I did like you know your voice is. Why awesome. not have been in a language? Right? <laughs> 
Oh, that's funny. I think, well, your parents came to see me at District Music Festival when it was in Miles City one time. And uh, um, I think I got to sing in German for that song, but I got I got taught marks and I was like, oh yeah, you know, <laughs> the family comes to see and I get, I do really good, yay. <laughs> so yeah, well, good. yeah, that was fun. <laughs> and unfortunately, I can't get the rest of my family to sing. I can get Donna to sing sometimes. I can get Bill, my brother, to sing sometimes, but you know, I think Bobby has a fabulous voice and I have <laughs> I never heard him really? sing. <laughs> oh, I sing all the time. You know, Do in you? Fact, yeah, in fact, the 17th, we got a, we go down at Christmas time and we play music at Pine Hills. We do worship down in Pine Hills. Oh, perfect. And yeah, so I, I learned to play the mandolin. Well, I like to sing, you know, to worship and it's like, well, I can't just play or sing. I want to play and sing. So that's, you know, that's what I do. And I, I sing every morning. I, I go and I play hymns and I sing every morning. And I don't really care who hears it because, you know, it, but it was one of those things that I, I sang like with the radio. You know, I was a, mm -hmm. you know, I was a windshield rock star. But, <laughs> but once, uh, uh -huh. when there was people around, I wouldn't. I wouldn't sing, but once I, um, I just saw people worshiping with her heart and it was like, wow, you know, that's really cool. And, you know, I just didn't want my voice to be missing from that choir of heaven. So. Well, good. I'm glad something spurred you to sing. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so, now people are going to want us to sing together. You know, I don't know if that happens. If we could make that happen on this or not, but well, if you got some try. words and some music, you know, what do you got? What do you want to say? Amazing Grace, you okay. know, Amazing Grace. <clears throat> yeah, how fast are we gonna <laughs> sing? Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch. Like me, I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. I bet the second time we would nail that bad boy. <laughs> um, speaking of lust. <laughs> well, I didn't know you played the mandolin. I have one. <laughs> yeah. I own one. I just um, have never gotten real serious about learning on it. So. Well, it's been, um, it is a challenge for sure. And, um, you know, keeping it tuned is a challenge. I don't know. You know, it's, but. Uh, but yeah. it is uh, most of the time I just play it like it is, and I tune it when I play with people. And so <laughs> I don't, I ain't wasting my time in the morning tuning that thing. Let's just have at it and go, you know. And um, <laughs> I mean, now Perfect. if you get one, if you get one string that's out, way out, you know, then you got to fix it because it will throw you yeah. off. You know, eight strings on a mandolin. So 
but uh, yeah. So, uh, but do you do you play an instrument? Because Donna, she's played the piano, and I know um, that you. I yeah, well, did, didn't you play piano too? I did, yes, for years, and I well, I still do. I still can. Um, I don't read music terribly well when I'm when I'm doing instruments. I can read it with my voice a lot better, but um, mm -hmm. but I went. I started out with clarinet when we could um, play in school, oh, yeah, and then right. I switched to flute. And then we needed tubas. We needed a bass section. So two of us, my best friend and I, um, that played flute, decided we were going to learn how to play the tuba. So we did. And then <laughs> I actually, um, I got chosen to go um, to West High while I was still in grade school and play a sousaphone for the marching band in The Music Man. <laughs> so that was pretty fun. I'll bet it but, was. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and I've always been paranoid to play string instruments. And then a while back, a few years ago, I was we were um, having a night of music at one of our friend's house. And one of the guys said, well, you know, if you play one string instrument, you can pretty much play them all. And I went, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, um, you know, I started to let go of some of my fears and I started to play around with them a little bit, but I've never gotten really good. I have a guitar sitting in my house, never gotten really good at it. And um, and I can play along a little bit when when my friends are are playing and they show me, you know, what, what chords you need for this for this song, I can play along a little bit, but, mm -hmm. but I didn't get very good at it. And I, you know, I'm one of those people that I'm, <laughs> I'm really kind of impatient. So if I can't do it <laughs> right away, <laughs> then, it, then it may not ever get done. Kind of like playing pool. Then you do look like a, <laughs> then you do look like a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm the same way though. I, you know, I play with friends like when we go out there and the, it's not just me playing, that's for sure. I don't do no solos. Let's put it like that. So <laughs> we you know, we, there's a lot of us and the thing I learned about live music is, you know, man just go with it. And if you miss yeah. a if you miss a note or something like that, you know, just go to the next measure and but I I've got to use the music. Um you know, just I used to memorize, but I knew that I wouldn't get anywhere if I just memorized songs. I need to be able to read the music so that I can pick up something and just play it. And mm -hmm. so that's where, that's kind of the phase I'm in right now. And it's like a language, you know, where you really oh, just yeah. pick it up and, and then, you know, you stay far enough ahead where you're not having to stop and stuff like that. So anyway, but, but yeah, I love to mess around with it and play. I like to play with my friends. So. Mm-hmm. But it's yes. a good time. It is. That is a good time. Yeah. Back, back porch picking. Someday I'm going to have a house <laughs> where we can go back porch picking. Well, <laughs> well, I tell you what, next year, uh, if you come up salmon fishing, because we know the fishing ain't going to, you know, take too much time. But <laughs> or the, I should say the catching. The catching won't take it too long. So, if you know, if you want to play some music, we could do that. That would be great. 
Absolutely. Yes, we should. We should do that. Yeah. You know, um, I, it was probably some of the Christmases and stuff that you weren't there at our house, but um, we have this family friend or had, it's been a long time, but that, that could just pick up anything and play it on the piano. And um, we used to sometimes sit or stand around the piano and sing, but mom and dad couldn't sing at all. <laughs> they were, they were so bad. And um, mom could, mom could be in tune. It's just that her voice was screechy kind of. And so I don't know where all of us got <laughs> any of it, the talent that we it got. Was that com- it was that coming together, you know, you know, it's like, it's like making a brownie. If you leave something out, it sucks. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> so, yeah, we used to do that a lot. So I would love to do, yeah, sit around and sing and play music while we were out fishing. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. So we'll yeah. plan that, hopefully. Sounds good. And oh, yes, here's something big. So we went fishing and Bobby <laughs> Bobby <clears throat> has all this gear. And we're going salmon fishing specifically. And really, I would be happy if I caught anything at all except for a carp on Ford Pack. Because I don't think I ever have. <laughs> but we were tooling around Fort Pack and and I didn't. I didn't bother to buy a fishing license this year because I barely went fishing and I've spent so much money on licenses that I never used. So I just didn't bother to buy one. And, and uh, <laughs> Bobby was all upset because he wasn't catching anything and no, <laughs> he wasn't making it so anybody else could catch anything. And I'm like, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> I got to just relax on a lake and sometimes I was snoring. <laughs> I thought so. I, I thought so. <laughs> I was looking up there. We're driving the boat and the waves are, you know, pretty good waves. And I'm trying to keep that sucker pointed straight into the wind. And, you know, and I'm looking at Marsh. I'm like, I think she's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> She had dark glasses on. I couldn't see her eyes. And I'm like. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Rocked just like a baby. (laughs) I love being in a boat, man. (laughs) I I am sorry that you weren't there when the circus started because you wouldn't have been sleeping. That was a disaster. It, uh, but nothing ever, nothing tangled up, but it, you know, if you wanted to see just like, it, it was kind of like the Hindenburg, I guess, that, you know, just, <laughs> whoosh, and it, just <laughs> it went like that. But we got that fish in, so. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was such a victory. I was, I was so pumped. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't get, I was screaming. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't even catch the fish. Donna no, did. Donna did, you know. <laughs> But it, it was a team thing, you know, it, it and that yeah. damn, that new net I bought, that brand new net. And, uh, uh, you know, shout out to Whisker Seeker because the owner of the company, so that net came apart right in the middle. And oh. I'm like, holy shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and the fish is right there. And, he, you know, 
and I got this net. It's like halfway together. And I'm sticking it back together. <laughs> and the boat's still doing its thing, you know, and we're like, oh, you know, and uh, so we got it in, got the net back together, got it in. And, you know, Whisker Seeker sent me a review of their net. <laughs> and I said, well, the uh, service was great, but the, you know, and I told him what I thought. I give it, a, you know, I think I gave it two stars. And, uh, <laughs> and I said, it, it got the second star because of the service. And so the owner of the company actually called me. And wow. he said, hey, you know, what can we do better? And I said, well, you know, this is kind of what I think of your net. He said, well, mass production, sometimes you get a bad one. He says, I'll send you a brand new handle. So he did. Very good. So that was Very cool. Good. So I haven't tried it out yet, but you know, of course, you know, I, I, the, there's two things that are seldom used in my boat, the brain and the net. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> well, I look forward to going fishing with you again, because I love to sit on the boat. <laughs> Well, well, shoot, if you got any friends that just like to sit on the boat. <laughs> we can make that happen. We can, we can make that happen. <laughs> we'll throw them damn rods in the water. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you didn't hear. So did I tell you when Sarah did that? She, no. We were fishing and my wife, Sarah, snagged up and her pole broke. She looks at me, he's like, and then she takes it and throws it in the water. I'm like, ha! I said, well, the rod might have broke, but that $180 reel didn't. <laughs> you know? I whirled the boat around, and I did. I, 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 got, I got it back, so. Oh, very good. I was going to say, now my children know how to get those back. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But I'm yeah. also used to netting my own fish because, uh, you know, my wife, it seems like when you get a big one, she likes to short stroke it a little bit. And so you end up with the hook on the outside of the net or the inside of the net and the fish on the outside. And anybody who knows anything about weight ratios knows that that ain't going to last very long. So <laughs> there is nothing worse than watching your big fish swim away. Right, right. You know, I don't, I don't, I have a story for you. And I have no proof that this happened because I have a really smart friend. <laughs> so I went fishing with him and I we're sitting at either end of the rowboat, you know, and, and we're out, um, uh, Michigan. Um, and it's, he lives right on the, right on the edge of this little pond and, I was having so much fun and I was just, we were talking and, and I'm just, I've just got a line with a hook and worm, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> Nothing fancy. I think I had some kind of, some kind of weight on there, but no bobber, nothing. And, and no steel leader, even though I knew there were Northerns in there, but, but I thought, well, I think I'll try right here. So I dip it down and, and pretty soon I got a bite. So I reel it in and I, plumped it in the boat, didn't even bother with a net. And here it's a Northern, but it wasn't a very big one. It was only, yeah, it had to be like 18 inches to keep it. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he's like, that's a little baby northern. I'm like, shit, that's the biggest fish I've got for a long time. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay, fine. So put it back in the water and put my line back in the water and I catch a bigger one. And it, this is a pretty good sized fish. It was, I think it was 24 inches. Yeah. So I'm like, we can eat that, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, yeah. So we get back in and, and go up to the house and he's carrying it. And, oh, but as soon as I got that one into the boat, I don't remember if we tried to net that one or not, but the line snapped as soon as it got in the boat. And I went, <laughs> oh, just barely. <laughs> <laughs> But then we got back to the house and I went to go get my phone and he's out. By the time I came back out, I probably had to go to the bathroom or something, you know. By the time I came back out, he's got the whole thing in fillets already. And he said, there weren't no fish. There's no proof of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So. Well, Marcia, anyway. <laughs> I, I believe you. <laughs> you know if you know we're here to talk about hauntings i believe you <laughs> yes yeah yeah but we the, haven't talked a whole lot about those have well we? you know there's a lot of things that haunt you like big fish uh right you know getting off i mean that'll haunt you you know <laughs> right no, no you know i i shot an elk one time uh when i was bull hunting and it was i think it was about my fourth year and the arrow didn't penetrate penetrate properly it hung up on his ribs and so it wasn't it wasn't fatal but um but it was i was on a water hole and when he ran off he went up on this ridge line straight across from the in, in the opening there and i watched him for an hour and a half walk back and forth and that whole time i mean this was a massive massive elk and mm-hmm. it was uh that was the last year i used that bow i changed all my gear then um but to see that you know this just those ivory tips and that actually that haunted me until i got this one this big one and it was just you know years because you're just like that was that was the bull you know that's the one i dreamed of my whole life there he was and and he just walks around in your nightmares son of a gun you know so (laughs) and uh you know i know i i know it wasn't a fatal shot it just it it would it would have been if it had you know the gear would have done its job. It just you know mm-hmm. it, it that's a hard thing. That's the best part of bow hunting, though. I mean, you know, it's it's the most exhilarating and victorious feeling when it happens, and when it doesn't, when it goes bad, it's the absolute lowest. And mm-hmm. so you got to be prepared for you know both ways, but but. <clears throat> If you want to talk paranormal for about seven minutes, um, yeah. <laughs> but you know, the paranormal investigating, it isn't much different than hunting elk or chasing fish. Yeah. Right. You know, it, it really is. Yeah. It's so unpredictable. And I guess that's why they call it ghost hunting. But um, the, you know, that's one of the characteristics that you see in every haunting too, is just the unpredictable nature of it. And so when you do capture something on film it is it's like yeah you know and yeah but the you know putting it all together to what it really looks like and and you know to make sense of it i think that's a that's an incredible challenge and uh 
I think one of the hardest things about it is to 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 say that what is happening is really happening to accept that. You know, mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is, well, what was that? Well, I just imagined it or I must be tired or something, you know, when there's something really, really going on. And, you right. know, if there's any parents, their children are coming up to you with some weird stories, you know, don't be so quick to dismiss it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry that your mom dismissed your story like that because it is it's um it's hard for kids when they know something is happening and then but but being told that they're not seeing what they're seeing or experiencing what they're experiencing and I I know that's why I hid everything that I experienced from my parents for the most part. But like I said, everything, every once in a while, things slip out sideways. Like I was in Gettysburg with my parents and we're going through a museum and this guy's talking about all the things that happened in Gettysburg. And I said, so is it weird that I can still smell the blood and the gunpowder around here? And, you know, I, I was seven. That's uh, and, okay. and um, he just gave me a look, and and I realized, oh, oh God, that's one of those things I shouldn't have said, you know. So I just shut up. And, you know, I went to Okinawa, and Okinawa is a dark place. I mean, it's yeah, just like there is a fog over that sucker. You know, we, we were stationed over there, and it is just, man, it's dark. Wow. You know, all all the all the death and suffering that went on during that battle um, and over the years, it just, um, man, it just hangs on that place. Or it did back in the nineties, you know, it, it hung on that place like a cloud. Wow. And I, you know, I'm, uh, I drink like a fish over there. I, I'm surprised I can remember anything, but the, um, but when I was sober, you know, it was, it just, it sucked. I hated Okinawa. Wow. So, well, you know, um, your mom and I had a conversation about all of this, and really, how'd that go? That, <laughs> not in alcohol, <laughs> not about that particular part, but but about the fact that we experience things that she does not. And um, w- when did you have this conversation? This was not. It was probably a year ago at Billy's house. Uh. So. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not long ago. <laughs> Love you, mom. <laughs> I think it might have been the same day that that um she just uh, I mean it was almost like she was gonna throw her hands up in the air, but she said, Oh, uh, I started talking about astrology and she said, Oh, if you were talking about astronomy, I could have a conversation, but not about astrology. That's just and I said, you know used to be the same people that studied both and and she she got a look on her face like ooh i got to figure out if that's true <laughs> <laughs> so and i she is my one of my favorite people anyway but <laughs> part of it is because um because she is unique she has her own feelings about all kinds of things and i respect her for that <laughs> so but you're, fr- um, you're, you're talking about mom? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's she's got she's unique. All right. 
Uh-huh. You know, there's nobody, nobody like her. Uh, but she said, um, she said, I know that you and Bobby experienced these things. And I just think that it's funny that the rest of us don't. And I said, well, I don't know, maybe you do. And you're just not realizing just it. Going, you know? Yeah. And I think that is a huge problem. Well, I, I'm not going to say it's a problem. It's just, it, it's just a fact that, right. you know, the paranormal and the supernatural, it's all around us. And daily, there, there's things that happen um, a, a lot. Okay, they, they happen a lot. And we really, saying, okay, that really happened, you know, that it's okay to do that. It's okay to say, okay. And, you know, you're not weird. So. Right, right. Totally validated. And if you need help from one of us, we are both out there. <laughs> I do not. I, I have respect for Bobby because he can, he does all the investigations and, and, and finds actual evidence. I do not do that. Everything that I experience is in me. Mm-hmm. So if you need a house cleared though, and you're having problems with it, then I can do that part. Bobby's part is, is, validating the fact that there are things happening in your house and, so, and, and it's, also can can clear yeah. it it's important know to know that you're not nuts so, you know what i mean right yeah i mean that's and I, that's i think that's the biggest thing that people want you know you know is there something what the hell is going on and they just want to know and so when you can come in and you can provide that that evidence and then you can tell them hey this is this is what we see in every haunting and really give them some solid answers. You know, they can do, it's up to them what they do with the information, uh, you know? Yeah. And, but to, to have some answers for this, it's a, it's super important. So. Yeah. But that's why I like to work with somebody that does investigations. Cause then, <laughs> you know, once they have it investigated and, and they are verified, then I can come in and help them get rid of whatever it is, or or maybe find a way to work with it, depending on what happens. But yeah, because the 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 investigator part, you know what they do? They stare at film for hours, <laughs> <laughs> and and they sit there and they listen to audio for they listen to nothing. What was that? <laughs> so so anyway, um, you know, it's it'd be great to just come in, you know, just like. Just like the hammer, you know, the, the nails there, just, you know, smack that sucker, you know, and like Marsha, that's what she does. She's the hammer. She can, you know, and, and you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm like the plank. I'm just there watching film, you know. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, we are out of time, and I, but I want to thank you for coming on the show. It's been super fun, and I hope everybody else had fun and laughed at our antics. And <laughs> <laughs> next week, I will be back and giving readings for everybody that needs them. And I will have Katie Helvecki on the show, the one that makes all my fabulous jewelry that I don't have on right now. But <laughs> thank you so much, Bobby, for coming on the show. And absolutely, my pleasure. For a minute, well. After we're done, um, I would appreciate that. So we'll see you next time. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.